0: Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded and IoT franchises. Here for what we hope will be a weekly podcast. I'm here with Technology Editor, Brandon Lewis. Hello, Brandon. Hey, how you doing, Rich? I'm doing great. So I'm just explaining that this will be the first of, hopefully, what is a weekly event where uh, either we chat with each other or we bring in a special guest or one of us just does a monologue and we, we and we talk about what we think is the latest and greatest and the coolest or whatever happens to be on our mind. Does that
1: work for you? Works for me, but one of us doing a monologue, does that mean you're planning on taking some time off here soon? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move right
0: along. <laughs> okay. So uh, what's definitely top of mind for me, and I'm sure it is for you as well, is CES, which we both came back from. Um, I won't even mention that I did 25,000 steps every day I was there because I don't want to sound like a complainer, But um, let's talk about some of the cool things that we saw there, and and I'll start. Um, One of the things that I saw in multiple booths actually leading up to the event um, and then while I was there was all the um, voice input stuff. Mm -hmm. It seems like Google is ready to roll with Alexa, and everybody's on the bandwagon trying to become part of the Alexa cloud. Did you see a lot of that technology as well?
1: Yeah, I definitely did. Um, Alexa has kind of revolutionized the way that, or I'm sorry, the Echo has revolutionized the way that people think about interacting with devices and especially getting data into their clouds, um, getting closer to the consumer. Uh, One of the companies I saw that was uh, dealing a little bit with with some voice input stuff is Corvo, and Corvo, which was previously Green Peak, um, is really closely aligned with some of the set-top box and uh, cable companies, and it's going to be kind of interesting seeing how those guys approach moving into your home right next to you and using voice input to do the same. Now, those guys
0: have a platform rather than a silicon solution,
1: Right. No, actually, Corvo has a silicon solution. Some of the stuff that they're doing is multi-protocol wireless, which is another really interesting thing I saw at the show. Uh, Taking a little step aside from the voice input stuff, um, 802.15.4 type standards, and at least the bodies that uh, govern them, let's talk about Thread, let's talk about ZigBee, in the past, have been seen kind of as competing. You know, you're really pushing Zigbee solutions, you're really pushing uh, the IP based thread solution, but recently, or actually just at the show, um, Zigbee announced a platform, which is actually a thin application layer called Dot. Dot. And what Dot, Dot is, uh, is basically kind of opening itself up to that whole 802.15.4 ecosystem. So it seems like more of a co-opetition is kind of forming around the Internet of Things versus in the past where it may have seen, seemed as though there was one standard competing against another standard. And before you knew it, we ended up with 20 standards.
0: Very true. Okay, I'm going back to voice input just for 1 second because the one that I saw that really caught my eye was Connexant. Uh they showed me a demo that was um the guy who showed me the demo had a very thick accent and he had no issues inputting into the same uh Alexa device that I did and, and I was very impressed and he was walking around the room and and there was other those other stuff going on in the room that had music playing and uh, it it didn't miss a beat so I was really impressed with that. So okay now circling back to where you went um, the thing that I saw, and and I'll say I was not impressed with, was uh, on the home automation front, there's still a disconnect between the front end and the back end. The guys like Nest, part of Thread, are getting the front end. The user interface is great. The installation is great. The guys who do the back end, and, and, and there was somebody there, I probably shouldn't even mention their name, but it's somebody who's a, an HVAC carrier. Um, one of the, the biggest ones out there. They do really good heaters and air conditioning systems, and they had this, um, you know, thermostat and whole home automation system that, um, if I asked my dad to install that, he would say, "Are you kidding me? You know, you have to go to college to install this stuff," and and that's not what the industry needs right now. So it seems like the guys who make the equipment who are, who are trying to migrate to the front end aren't getting it and the guys who make the front end to want to connect to the back end aren't getting it and maybe the HVAC guys need to acquire one of those user interface guys before they actually make that connection do you agree
1: Uh, Yeah, that's definitely one of the big things. And it kind of does dovetail into what I was talking about earlier with these various competing standards is that the problem was that everybody's trying to own everything. And I think a big realization in the IoT or one that I saw coming along to the show is the admittance that you can't do it all. Um, If you're an HVAC company and that's what you do, that's where your heritage is, you should really be focusing on that as opposed to adding a touch screen based UI, adding some other form of even Alexa type uh, voice input for whatever reason you might want to do that. And even on the back end, you know, there are a lot of cloud platform companies out there right now, uh, some better than others, but at least enough to give you options uh, that can integrate with your system pull the data off it that you need, um, and, you know, really give you the capability to do some analytics on the back end without you having to become, uh, you know, a data center, having to install your own data center, having to basically build your own IT department just because you want to be an IoT company.
0: Yeah, but if I sell air conditioners and I, I sell this big air conditioner unit to some building and I have the potential to sell them, 15 thermostats at a 50 percent profit margin why wouldn't i want to do that
1: of course you'd want to do that but in getting there why do you need to do it yourself there are tons of engineering services companies out there i saw a couple of them at the show dsr was one some i've got some friends up at cardinal peak in colorado uh these guys this is what they do uh your core competency is to build the best hvac system you can if you want to add some snazzy new features, especially if you're just getting in, getting involved in IoT, why not go to one of those guys and have them do it for you?
0: Well, mostly because I want to make the money rather than pass the money along to them.
1: Well, they, if you're a huge HVAC company, then you can just buy them. <laughs>
0: that was where
1: <laughs> I was going with that as well. <laughs>
0: All right. I think that's enough for week number one. Uh, we don't want to make these too lengthy because we want people to uh, want more. So um, let's... Put a stop to today, and we'll rejoin next week on maybe the same subject, maybe a different subject. Yeah, hopefully, uh, I want to touch on, on some Matt, automotive open source media, and that was Brandon Lewis. And we're hoping you have a great day. Have a good one.